I think max velocity is influenced by two, two factors. First is the ability to generate that max velocity. So to go there, it's not max velocity is not something that happens, you know, uh, alone. It's acceleration to max velocity. Welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Every week, I host live chats via our YouTube channel with leaders in the AFL and high-performance industries. Join me live every Sunday at 6pm where I debrief the recent chats and announce the upcoming guests. We drop an inspiring and educational episode every Monday. If you like the show, please follow us on your favourite podcast app. And in terms of mentors and influences, um, when you started going from the athlete to a, to a practitioner mode, who were some strong influences? So there were there were some coaches uh, in France who were uh, video analyzing the athletes, and so they are not internationally known, but they are really really uh, well known in France for that you know frame by frame, very detailed analysis of the running technique. And um, the biomechanics side, I was really influenced by my uh, PhD supervisor, uh, who was a doctor, medical doctor, Professor Di Prompero in Italy, because he was trying to analyze the locomotion and the energetic cost or the biomechanics with a very, very big picture first approach. Like, uh, what does a human body need to produce to run fast? You know, very mm. rough, basic, uh, Newtonian laws of motion approach. Would be some practical tips that you found on improving a athlete's um, max velocity. So the max, well, I think max velocity is influenced by two two factors. First is the ability to generate that max velocity. So to go there, it's not max velocity is not something that happens, you know, uh, alone. It's acceleration to max velocity. And so if you are able to accelerate more and your body is able to produce more uh, speed, you will be faster. That's first. For example, when you pull someone, uh, almost everybody is able to run faster. When you, when you help me produce this, this extra force in acceleration, eventually I will run faster. And then from the, for the coach's point of view and giving feedback to athletes, um, do you like to focus on internal cues, external cues? How many cues do you like to give an athlete? It, I know it's a very general question, but when it comes to to speed and power training. Yeah, so you have to be very careful with uh, how the athlete reacts to internal or, or external cues. Uh, I, I can recommend the works of Nick Winkelman on that. That's really, you know, an amazing uh, um, book and, and coaching reference. And uh, the idea is to, in my opinion, the idea is to use uh, high-speed cameras and, and, and today's iPhones and iPads slow motion because most of the athletes, by definition, when they, they don't run, let's say, correctly, even if that's a, that's a two-day discussion, what is correct, um, yeah. they don't realize exactly the way they run. For example, if you have an athlete with a very forward-inclined trunk when they run and you ask them, do you think your trunk is you know, upright or forward or backward oriented, most of them don't have the ability to correctly uh, describe what they did. In terms of drills to, to help strengthen that hip extension, um, you've got like your A marches and A skips and, and like maybe figure four switches on the wall. Are they some helpful things to do to practice that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blend, um, you know, knee dribbling, uh, very, very intense knee dribbling, uh, extending limbs, uh, skips and so on. But again, you can take the very same drill 
and depending on the instructions, have a totally different stimulus. Take the A skip. That's the you know it's the A skip because it's one of the most common. You can have an an A skip drill that is done with a very powerful hip flexion, but a hip extension that is you know like you know loose. Yeah. Or you can have exactly the opposite. The rhythm is totally opposite. You can have a very loose hip flexion and then a super powerful hip extension. That's the exact same drill. How do you keep yourself at the top of your game? What are some of your favorite ways to upskill your knowledge? Well, I think social media, well, well, well used social media is, uh, is really interesting. Uh, when you mix um, Twitter and Instagram to see who is doing what and following, you know, uh, uh, good coaches and good professionals, I think it's a good way. Yeah. Uh, yes. But definitely the other way is to read. Uh, I mean, you, you have to read papers and you have to be aware of, if you hit the keywords, uh, sprint, soccer, rugby, hamstring, uh, on PubMed and you receive the alerts on that, you get something like a hundred papers a week. So of course, not all of them are interesting, but at least every week there's one or two papers out that you need to to see and read to, to update knowledge. And the second thing is that I try to keep my hands on the motor. So practicing myself, uh, new exercises, new ideas. I'm, I'm very often at the gym trying some stuff. Thank you for listening to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. If you like this episode, it'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, give a review, or even share with your mates. The show is recorded in Melbourne, Australia. Be sure to follow our Instagram page for all updates on our latest and greatest. If you would like to get in touch to suggest a guest or advertise with the Prepare Like a Pro podcast, please email me at jack at preparelikeapro.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.